you are Locked On Cowboys, your daily Dallas Cowboys podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Locked On. Locked on. Locked, 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 locked on. Locked, locked, locked on. Locked on Cowboys. Locked on Cowboys. All right, guys. Crossover Thursday here in the Locked On Podcast Network. The first crossover Thursday of the 2021 regular season. Couldn't be more ready for football to get underway. What better way to start off the season with the defending Super Bowl champs and my listeners are going to hate hearing me say this, but America's team. Listen, the Dallas yes, Cowboys sir. are the most popular brand in the NFL for a reason. They just they just are, guys. We can hate it as much as we want to over on the Locked On Bucks channel, but it is what it is. And joining me from the Locked On Dallas Cowboys podcast, Marcus Mosier on Twitter at Marcus underscore Mosier. Marcus, how you doing, brother? You ready to get this season started off tonight as people are listening to this? Uh, I'm nervous. I Listen, yeah. we've been talking about this game for a long time in our podcast. Winning is not the most important thing for the Cowboys in this game. It's coming out mm-hmm. healthy. It's playing well because we know that Tampa Bay is really, really good. So right. uh, excited, nervous, anxious, all those feelings. Yeah, absolutely, man. And, and speaking of health, right, we got to kick it off with Dak Prescott. I mean, that's the story of the year, really, for the Dallas Cowboys. And obviously the beginning of the year, uh, no preseason action, right? If I'm correct on that, I know he was very mm-hmm. limited, if right. anything. I don't yep. think he had anything. Um, and I don't I don't blame anybody for for put, not putting Dak out there. Watch Hard Knocks. I know he wanted to be out there, obviously, the, the ultimate competitor. But what are you expecting from Dak in week one? Like you said, not necessarily a must win. It's week one. You know what I mean? It's not a week must one. win. It's a want to win. But then the health is, is the most important part. So what are you expecting from Dak in week one? And and let's get let's get a little bit bold already. What are you expecting this season from Dak Prescott? Yeah, so let's start with the season-long view. I think he's going to be really good this year. I mean, the weapons they have, he loves Kellen Moore. This is an offense that's going to throw the ball a ton. I think he's going to have a fantastic season. However, this is about the worst week one matchup he could ever have, right? Like, Tampa Bay's pass rush is absolutely ridiculous. They've got speed at linebacker. The corners are really good. And then on top of that, he hasn't practiced. And, oh, by the way, your best offensive lineman, Zach Martin, is out. So, yeah. This is it's just a brutal matchup. So I expect him to be rusty. I expect him to not look as quite as good as he did early on in the season last year. Uh, but as the game goes on and maybe he takes a couple of hits and he moves around a little bit for him to loosen up some mm-hmm. again, it's going to be a tough matchup for him, but I'm optimistic about him for the rest of the season. Yeah, I mean, I've always been a fan of Dak, you know, what I mean, coming out of Mississippi State, I was a big fan of his kind of likened him a little bit to like a Russell Wilson in the way that he mm-hmm. wasn't projected to be as high, but I thought he was gonna be really good uh, in the NFL. So I'm really happy to see the success he had. My heart broke for him as as I watched the injury that just happened to be a Cowboys game. I was watching in real time and man, my heart sank uh, when I saw him down on the field. They're happy to see him coming back. Hopefully you get to see that smile a little bit more uh, this year than we did last year. Just, you know, not on Thursday night. Uh, speaking <laughs> of that offensive line. Uh, COVID issues, man. And, and every team is going to be dealing with COVID all season long. The Buccaneers, you know, had their rash of COVID spread. Fortunately for them through training camp, uh, hopefully they're through the worst of it. But, you know, it's just it's going to be a, a season long battle. Uh, what what are your expectations from that offensive line? And listen, I've got a bold prediction at the end of my episode on my show on Lockdown Bucks that relates to this offensive line concern. Uh, so yep. Cowboys fans want to hear what my bold prediction is. By all means, come on over and then find me on Twitter to tell me how wrong I am. But 
How concerned are you about this this front five in front of Dak Prescott on Thursday? Very concerned for a lot of different reasons. So the Cowboys have you know four guys that they really like in Tyron, Connor Williams, uh, Zach Martin, and Lyle Collins. Those four who have been there since 2018 have not played a snap together since Thanksgiving of 2019. So it's been a long time yeah. since we've seen this offensive line be healthy. And they're not, right? There's no Zach Martin. Lyle Collins has been dealing with a stinger issue for the last couple of weeks. Even when he played in, in preseason this year, he looked pretty rough. Remember, he missed the entire 2020 season with a double hip surgery. Uh, the center position is not quite stable yet. Mm-hmm. I, again, I think by the end of the season, if these guys all stay healthy and they play together, I think they can be very, very good. Like maybe top seven, top eight offensive line in the league. It's going to be a problem on Thursday night because there's just not a lot of cohesion there. A lot of these guys have not played a lot. I think mm-hmm. it could be a problem. Yeah, I mean, I think that's going to be the important thing for Cowboys fans to remember. If this thing goes down the way that a lot of people expect it to, I mean, the last time I looked at the line on betonline.ag, the Bucks are 13 and a half point favorites, um, which is a little bit insane. But I mean, it, it could go down that way. I think the Cowboys fans are going to have to remember that, you know, it's not indicative of the whole season. Who you see in week one is going to be a lot different than who you see uh, in week 18. Uh, let's flip it over to the defense real quick, Marga, uh, Marcus, Micah, Parsons, kind of blurring those words there. Uh, yep. One of my favorite draft press, draft prospects entering the NFL draft season. Um, I actually was hoping that maybe he would end up with the Washington football team, the other team that I cover uh, for this great network. Obviously, that didn't happen. Dallas, very wisely, in my opinion, taking him. Um, but behind him and maybe like Jalen Smith, a couple other guys, the defense is very suspect for the Dallas Cowboys, for everybody outside of Dallas. Is that an accurate assessment or – are we all just missing something? No, I think you're right. And again, this is it's a work in progress, right? The Cowboys yeah. think and they believe that this defense is going to be much better in December yeah. compared to what it is right now. Not only is it young, but they've also got some injuries. Uh, Neville Gallimore, who is their starting three technique, mm-hmm. dislocated his elbow. He is out for this game. Calvin Joseph, who was their second round rookie corner, a lot of people projected him to start in this matchup. Yeah. He's out with a groin injury. So they just, they've just they got some injuries. They've got some guys who haven't played a lot in preseason, Demarcus Lawrence, uh, Randy Gregory. It, it, they're going to have a hard time stopping Tom Brady. Now, they believe that they can create turnovers. They're going to be aggressive. They're going to fly to the football. But you can you can better you better believe that this defense is going to give up some big chunk plays. Not again. Hopefully by the end of the season, maybe we meet in the playoffs later. Uh, yeah. It'll be a different unit, but very very young and very inexperienced. Yeah, and I mean Buccaneers fans are going to know more than any almost any other team. What happens in regular season does not dictate what happens in the postseason. Uh, if you don't believe us, just ask the Chiefs and the Saints. I was going to say, ask those Saints. The they know exactly what you mean, yeah. right? Oh, the Saints know more than anybody else. Um, last couple of questions for you. Uh, Evan Klosky, our, our buddy over at WTSP 10 Tampa Bay, our Tegna partner uh, there in the great city of Tampa, mentioned. So he actually came from Texas during the offseason uh, to start covering Tampa sports. So he's very familiar with the Dallas Cowboys. He says that his even, even with the addition of Michael Parsons, that tight ends, uh, are a very problematic uh, position for the defense to, to cover lately. Do you agree with that sentiment? Because he's predicting Rob Gronkowski to have a big game on Thursday night. Yeah, I do. Dan Quinn has always yeah. kind of struggled to, to stop tight ends, and their safeties are small. Demonte Casey is 5'10", mm-hmm. 180 pounds. Uh, their linebackers, Jalen Smith is on the field. That's just an absolute weakness in coverage. Mm-hmm. Even Michael Parson, who a lot mm-hmm. of people think is going to be the defensive player of the year, that's his one spot that's a little iffy, right? He's a lot like Devin White early on in his career that way, where 
you know, he's fantastic coming downhill as a blitzer and as a run stopper, but you can get him a little bit, you know, veteran tight ends can get him a little bit in the passing game. So I think that's a good call. I, I would also say the slot. I, that's another mm-hmm. spot where I, I'm curious to see who Tampa Bay rolls out there. Is it going to be Godwin in the slot? Is it going to be Antonio Brown? Yes to both, I think, is is basically what you're going to get That's is a little bit of both. Bad news for Dallas because <laughs> it's probably going to be Jordan Lewis in the slot who was very up and mm-hmm. down last year, Maurice Kennedy who was an opt-out. Those are the two spots that I'm really, really worried about. Yeah, so, I mean, listen, you, you played right into a James's bowl predi- or, uh, player of the game prediction, Antonio Brown. So, I mean, mm-hmm. I, uh, it I seems that both those guys are spot on. We'll see if my player of the game uh, is, is just as accurate. And the final question for you, Marcus, uh, you know, Every, every NFL fan knows Dak Prescott. They know Ezekiel Elliott, even Amari Cooper. Who is who's a Dallas Cowboys player that the general NFL fan who doesn't pay attention to Dallas Cowboys every week doesn't know about that might show up in this game? Yeah, I'm going to go with Randy Gregory. And I think, I mean, a lot of the football world knows him, but this is his first year being a full-time starter in his yeah. career with the Cowboys. Yeah. He has less than 1,000 snaps, and he was drafted all the way back in 2015. If the Cowboys want to win this game, that's the matchup they have to win with Randy Gregory going against Donovan Smith, who I think is the lesser of their two tackles. And please correct me if I'm wrong, but I think that's the spot. If Gregory can win quickly off the line and disrupt Tom Brady and make him feel a little antsy back there, maybe the Cowboys defense will have a shot. So keep an eye on number 94, Randy Gregory. Yeah, it makes a lot of sense. Marcus, appreciate your time, brother. Good luck to you Thursday night. Good luck to the rest of the season. You guys do a great job. Uh, free and available everywhere, literally, because you guys are on YouTube. We're, we're going to get there. Our, our listeners yes. will see us on YouTube soon, but you guys are already there. Again, Marcus Mosier, uh, one of the hosts of the Locked on Dallas Cowboys podcast, at Marcus underscore Mosier on Twitter. Marcus, thank you. Just wanted to tell you guys about rockauto.com. It's a family business that has been serving auto parts to customers online for 20 years. Go to rockauto.com to shop for auto and body parts from hundreds of manufacturers. They have everything from engine control modules and brake parts to tail lamps, motor oil, and even new carpet. Whether it's for your classic or your daily driver, get everything you need in a few easy clicks delivered directly to your door. The rockauto.com catalog is unique and remarkably easy to navigate. Quickly see all the parts available for your vehicle and choose the brand specifications and prices that you prefer. Best of all, prices at rockauto.com are always reliably low and they're the same for professionals and do-it-yourselfers. Why spend up to twice as much for the same parts? Go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck. Write locked on in the how did you hear about us box so they know that we sent you amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. Visit rockauto.com today. Just want to take a quick break to tell you guys about Bet Online, the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Football might be over, but NBA, college basketball, and the NHL are in full swing. Bet Online even covers awards, TV shows, and reality TV, real time updated odds and props on almost anything you can imagine. Bet Online has you covered for all the news, scores, and odds. It's the best way to place your bet, and it is free to sign up. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet Online, your online sportsbook experts. All right, David, let's talk about those Tampa Bay Buccaneers. You can follow David <laughs> at D, uh, D Harrison 82 on Twitter. Um, I, we got to start with Tom Brady, right? 44 years old, looking like 27 years old. Uh, do you expect any type of drop off this year from Tom Brady? 
Uh, drop off? No. I mean, honestly, there are people wondering if we might see an improvement. And I wouldn't say, uh, yeah, I wouldn't say an improvement in like physical ability necessarily. I mean, Tom is Tom at this point, but you know, OJ Howard is healthy. Once again, hopefully he can stay healthy. Uh, he's had a year with these weapons, a full half year with Antonio Brown, but you know, that chemistry was already uh, good to go when they got together and then just training camp and preseason this year versus last year. Uh, they just had more time to get comfortable with each other. And you saw it in that final preseason game. Bruce Arians said they're going to play. He's going to play the starters for a full half. Um, maybe even longer if he didn't like what he saw. Well, they played barely into the second quarter. So apparently Bruce Arians liked what he saw. Chris Godwin lit it up in that game. So, I mean, uh, just just chunk play potential all over that roster. And and Tom Brady is the perfect quarterback to take advantage of some of that. I, I think we need to back up for a second because I, mm -hmm. I should have asked you this at the top. But how in the world did Tampa Bay get better this offseason? That never happens with a Super Bowl team, right? Like typically yeah. you have this disease of me, right? Everybody wants their contracts now that they want a yeah. Super Bowl. Everybody wants to leave and get paid. Right. How in the world did the Bucks pull this off where they re retain all 22 starters and still get better this offseason? I mean, a huge part of it is Tom Brady. You know what I mean? People, I mean, people came to Tampa to play with Tom Brady. You look at Rob Gronkowski. He's not coming out of retirement unless Tom is no longer in New England. You look at A.B., he's not in Tampa unless Tom Brady is, is his cheerleader there inside the organization. And you even look at some of these resignings. I mean, uh, it's it's weird to say, but some of the struggles the Buccaneers have suffered between Super Bowl wins uh, is actually kind of part of the reason for it. For one, Levante David, you know, I mean, one of the better linebackers in the NFL who is long overdue uh, for some of the credit that he's getting, finally getting it, finally feeling what winning is like after all that effort and all that work. He doesn't want to give it up. You know, he knows that he can go get paid more. And that's the situation he was facing this offseason. He could have gone and broke the bank on a number of different teams. You know what I mean? We we actually speculate a little bit that Washington might be interested in signing him if he hit, hit the open market. But he knows what it's like to play in this game and mm -hmm. struggle. And every year after year, not meet your goals. So now that he's on a squad that is meeting their goals and even exceeding some of them, he wanted to stick around with it. That's why he took a little bit less money, hometown discount uh, to stay home. You see Mike Evans moving money around, didn't take a pay cut by any means, but moving money around, being really flexible with his contract so the team can do the things they need to do. Rob Gronkowski, again, taking less money to stay with Tampa. He did mention he's a year-to-year -year guy. So if OJ stays healthy and, and meets some, some of his potential and they decide to extend him, you may see Gronk go out there and talk to a Buffalo Bills or somebody else next year. But at least for this season, wanting to run it back just because these guys know that they've got lightning in a bottle and they don't want to give it up unless they're forced to. I keep looking at this this depth chart on paper, and it's just the offense is stupid loaded. Like yeah. when you got Rob Gronkowski, OJ Howard, and Cameron Brait is your third tight end. That's just a, an embarrassment of riches. So, if there is one spot on the offense that you could call a weakness, and I don't even think you can, what would you point to? I guess I'm gonna have to go with the running backs. You know what I mean? One of the one of the lowest running game production uh, in the season last year, and. It, I've I've kind of made the statement on the Locked On Bucks podcast that I don't think that stat line and that anecdotal data is really as as accurate as it may it may kind of seem. I mean, Ronald Jones at one point in time last year was a top five running back uh, in the National Football League, and I understand there were a lot of injuries, right? There were a lot of top running backs that weren't out there producing. But even if you add some of those guys, if you bring Christian McCaffrey back, Ronald Jones is still a top eight at, at worst top ten running back in the NFL, and he's doing it on a team that is very pass heavy and is running back by committee. Leonard Fournette, even LaShawn McCoy early on, uh, we're getting more touches. Keyshawn Vaughn got in there a little bit. So, I mean, the fact that Rojo is is a running back com by committee on a pass-heavy defense or offense with Tom Brady, and he's not a receiving running back, but still was one of the most effective and productive running backs during the first half of 2020, 
really gave me a lot of optimism. Now, as the season went on and they lost a few games, uh, especially that really bad one to Orton Orleans, I think they ran the ball. Was it like a record low two or three times yeah. in that game alone? So basically, Rojo missed an entire game last year uh, because of that. Then COVID hit. He had a little bit of an injury going into the postseason. That's where we saw playoff Lenny come in. But I think everybody would point to the running back group. But I really think that this more mature team focused Leonard Fournette, Ronald Jones with that top five, top eight uh, potential that I think that he has and Gio, Giovanni Bernard. I mean, as a weak spot. I mean, there's a lot of teams out in the NFL that would love to have that as a strong suit, let alone a weak spot. But I think that is the spot. Uh, all right, let's go over to defense. And again, this defense is loaded with stars. Jason Pierre, Paul, Devin White, Levante David, Shaq Barrett. But the guy that we keep talking about on the Lockdown Cowboys podcast that could absolutely wreck this game is Vita Vea. I, yeah. I think Vea, yeah. Vita Vea is one of the most underrated players in the NFL. Yeah. I'm really worried about him because of no Zach Martin, because of a second-year center in Tyler Biotish. Uh, how big of a difference does Vita make for this defense? Oh, all the difference in the world. Big Vita. I mean, without him in the middle, you know, after he got injured in that Chicago Bears game, there was a very obvious decrease in the effectiveness of getting, you know, just organic penetration without blitzes. Uh, Fortunately for the Buccaneers, they've got Todd Bowles, one of the most creative blitz designers uh, in the NFL. We saw safeties playing over over the nose. We we saw uh, in the Super Bowl, you saw two corners come in on blitzes and linebackers dropping off in coverage. Uh, against guys like Tyreek Hill. I mean, that's that's yep. the, those are the kinds of things that Todd Bowles is willing to do. And if he catches your quarterback unaware, I mean, again, Patrick Mahomes would love Tyreek Hill on a linebacker every day, including Sunday, uh, but not expecting it. You're kind of it takes your brain a little bit to say, wait, what, what am I seeing here? And you don't believe your eyes. Next thing you know, you've got a defensive back on you getting ready for a sack. So those are the kinds of things uh, that the defense had to do with Vita Vea on the field. You don't even have to do those things, but those things are a plus. And then, yeah, like you said, going up against a little bit of a depleted or inexperienced offensive line, uh, Vita Vea is going to be hungry, chomping at the bit to get back to regular season action, pick up where he left off when he was injured, and pick up where he left off in the postseason. I mean, I think he only had like one tackle in the entire postseason coming back, but the effect that he had on the rest of the front seven uh, was very visible from the second he stepped on the field against Green Bay Packers. How healthy is Vea? He's all the way healthy. As far as we know, and Vita's never <laughs> going to stop smiling. Like, I mean, you know, even, even, you know, being rolled out of, out of soldier field, uh, he was still smiling. You know what I mean? Yep. So, I mean, Vita's never going to stop smiling, but as far as we know, hundred percent, I don't know if football players are ever actually hundred percent to the layman term, but for football players, he's hundred <laughs> percent. All right. So David, there's one spot that I think the Cowboys have an advantage and it's their wide receivers against Tampa base corners. Mm-hmm. Now that's not to say Tampa base corners aren't really talented because they are like, they've got three guys. They're all pretty good, but of the three guys that you have, which one are you the most concerned about? Uh, I would say Jamel Dean. And again, they're all, they're all very good. Um, but I think Jamel Dean still has a little bit of that gambler mentality in him. And I kind of like it. I kind of dig it. Um, it. It does end up with some, some big play pos- possibilities and potential. Uh, he got a pick six on Aaron Rodgers against green Bay to really start that comeback during the regular season last year uh, when they fell down 13, nothing. And that's, that's, it's that gambler mentality that helped him yep. get that pick six. But that gambler mentality we've also seen get him bit in the butt and he he will bite on some double moves uh, here and there. You guys have a, a young wide receiver. Michael Gallup is one of my favorite young receivers yes. in the yep. NFL. Um, I don't know how much burn he's really going to get with all those weapons, but I mean, your third receiver is a starter in today's NFL for the most part. So I'm really excited to see what he's going to do. CeeDee Lamb, obviously everybody knows Amari Cooper is still one of my favorites uh, in the league as well. I think you're right. I think if there's a matchup that that the Dallas Cowboys need to try to exploit it's their wide receivers against a still relatively young secondary. Uh, and Jordan White had the strong safety. He does have some coverage ability. He's going to be out for this game. Bruce Arians already announced that before 
uh, the final injury reports. Mike Edwards, very serviceable replacement, but Mike Edwards is more of a free safety type than a strong safety type. So if you can get some over the middle type of stuff, he's not as comfortable inside the box or in that intermediate area as he is kind of in the deeper part of the field. Uh, So I think that's an area where Dallas really needs to focus in on to see if they can get some people to bite on some moves and take advantage of Jordan Whitehead being out. All right, we're here with David Harrison from Locked On Bucks. I'm going to get you out on this one. I want your score prediction for for all of these Locked On Cowboy listeners. Listen, oh. we've been we've been very <laughs> honest. Like we think this yeah. is probably a seven to ten point game for mm. Bucks. I think there's a potential yeah. where maybe it turns into a blowout, but yeah. this is not a game that we are predict. You know, projecting the Cowboys to win. But what do you say? Yeah, you know, listen, I love all football fans. I've got mad respect for the Dallas Cowboys and what they mean to the league and their fan base. As passionate as you guys are. So please don't hate me for this. 3110 Buccaneers. I got to be honest, I got to keep it real with you. 3110 Buccaneers is, is my score prediction right now. Could be wrong. I just with all the issues uh Marcus that we've been talking about with the Dallas Cowboys roster, it's again, week 1 Dallas is not going to be week 18 Dallas. Yes. Uh, but I think week 1 Dallas is going to have some struggles and week 1 Tampa, I mean, they look like they're ready just fire off. And that's what we've been trying to stress to our listeners. Yeah. It's like week 1 does not decide who's going to win the Super Bowl, right? Like yeah. just it's all about getting through this game healthy, Absolutely. trying to improve. I mean, you know, just we keep saying get out of September at two and two, right? Like just give yep. yourself a chance after the first month of the season because we saw from Tampa like Bay last year, right? Mm-hmm. They looked awful in week one against the Saints and <laughs> look what happened to them, right? Yeah. I mean, Tom Brady's first interception as a Buccaneer was the same as his last interception as a New England Patriot was a pick six. And if, uh, if Buccaneers fans had to see one more pick six, on an out route thrown by a Buccaneers quarterback last year, they might have lost their yes. ever living everything. Yes, it's again, it's why week one is yeah. more meaningless now than ever, right? This is the most right. meaningless yeah. week one game I think we've ever had, right? Now mm-hmm. we, that we have 17 games, uh, but it still should be fun. I know I'm looking forward to it. Uh, David, tell the people where they can find you. Yeah, BucksNation.com for SB Nation, writing about the Buccaneers locked on Bucks uh, four days a week. We, we each, uh, James takes off the crossover. I take off WTSP Wednesday. We have our techno partner there with him on every Wednesday episode, but I'm there four days a week. And then if you're interested in Washington football team coverage, uh, locked on Washington football team, I also co-host that show. And I write uh, for SI.com's fans, Fan Nation covering Washington as well. And I'm at Marcus underscore Mosher on Twitter. We will be back late Thursday night to review this game. Uh, I just hope it's interesting. I I hope we have a fun game. But, David, thank you so much for your time. We'll see you guys next time.